Well, good morning, and God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Aziza Morrison, and I am saying God bless you, and thank you so much for joining us this morning for our Zion Travel's prayer and impartation call. This is the day that the Lord has made, and so we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you so much for making the decision to wake up and to pray with us this morning. Uh, I pray that uh, you have consistently uh, been before the Lord. I pray that uh, you have been consistent in praying for others, not just for yourself, but that you have been praying for others. Amen. Uh, That is the purpose of intercession is that we pray, is that we pray not just for ourselves, excuse me, but that we pray for others. So I pray that um, we've been disciplined and diligent in praying for those that God has assigned you to pray for. Amen. Um, I want to say Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of our beautiful mothers. If I missed you on Sunday, I know that I was thinking about you, and um, I pray that your day was well. I pray that you had an amazing, an amazing, an amazing day uh, on Sunday. Uh, I did. We had an amazing day. Uh, we were in, where were we at? Baltimore. Baltimore, Maryland. We had an amazing Sunday. Uh, and uh, my children uh, did some uh, gave me some nice little nice little uh, trinkets. Addison wrote me a beautiful little Mother's Day poem. Uh, touched my heart. Touched my heart. So uh, I pray that you all had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, Mother's Day. I just want to. Um, I believe it was Thursday. I believe it was Thursday that um, we. We're talking about um, hindrances to answer prayers, things that are in that things that are in our lives that that hinders our prayers. And so I just want to wrap that up. I want to wrap that up. Um, just quickly, just I'm trying to think if we have any announcements. The only announcement that I have is Sunday. This coming Sunday is. The is May 21st, so that is the third Sunday. That's the third Sunday, so that means that we will be at Hope Center, um, Hope Center on Sunday, this coming Sunday. So, um, for those of you that are local, we will be in person at our normal um, uh, location in District Heights, Maryland. We'll send an email out to remind you. And those of you that have uh, become members with us or um, are partnering with the ministry, you will be able to watch the service online, all right? So uh, that's going to be Sunday at 3.30 in person, um, 3300G Marlow Lane in, in District Heights, Maryland. And also, um, oh, shucks, I was going to say next Tuesday, this Tuesday, today's Tuesday, <laughs> Today's Tuesday. We have Bible study tonight. We have Bible study tonight at seven o'clock PM, all right, via Zoom. Um so if you have not um saved that Zoom link information when it goes out today, uh be sure to save it so you'll always have it, all right. Um so two tonight at seven o'clock we have Bible study, Hope Center Bible study transformation Tuesdays is tonight at 7 o'clock, all right? And the Lord's really been blessing us. We've been having an amazing time. Uh, so God bless those of you who have been uh, with us 
uh, and staying with us over the last uh, couple of weeks. It's, it's been a joy. All right, so we will, and when we're talking about hindrances to answer prayer, and I really just feel like praying this morning, so I don't want to do a whole bunch of teaching this morning, if that's all right with you all. Um, the, the reason why it's important for us to clear out hindrances in our lives um, because when we when we clear out hindrances in our lives, it enables us to live at one with God, not only one with God, but it allows us to live at one with other people. And when we clear out the hindrances in our lives, it allows us to pray uh, in confidence. It allows us to have confidence in our prayers. And so we want to identify, we want to identify things that are hindering our prayer. And that's important because you want your prayers to be answered. (laughs) The reason why you pray is so that your prayers can be answered. So you want to make sure that if there's mental blocks, emotional blocks, you know, anything in your life that's hindering your prayers, you want to you want to identify that. All right. So we talked about the first thing we talked about is sin, which is number one. Um, sin is just it's, it's missing the mark. It's it's just really not being in alignment with with God and what you know is right, what you know is true, what you know is just, what you know is fair. All right. Sin is not just fornication. Right? Open up. Wake up. Come on. Let's go. Wake up. Sin is not just fornication. For some reason, we got it in our mind that, you know, that's just like, ah, like the big sin. Like, you know, it's not just fornication. It's not just adultery. You know, those are not the only things. And and sin is just, it's doing anything that you know, because the Bible says, you know what, there's something that, that one person can do that, that another person may do, it may not be a sin for them. It may not be a sin for them. The Bible says that to, to, for him, for he that, for him, to him that knows to do good and to do it not, the Bible says for him it is a sin. The Bible says that if if I know that that doing my if my if my Christ, if my spiritual liberty if I have a spiritual liberty in a thing. And it's not a sin. It brings me no conviction, but it causes my brother to sin. Then, 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 too, I have sinned. Well, what does that tell us? What that tells us is that there are some things that are not sin matters, but they can become sin matters if they cause another brother to falter. So that's why I was so angry. You all remember, was it last year, the year before last? And uh, we had the gentleman who was, you know, there's, and they stood on it that some of the men are having these cigar parties at church. Well, I don't I don't have a problem. It's, I'm not your God. I don't have a problem with you uh smoking cigars if that's your thing. It's, there's no there's no sin in it. My problem is the sheep that follow you. And here's why. This this definitely I just did a paper on Charles Spurgeon and uh Charles Spurgeon actually uh smoked cigars. And uh Charles Spurgeon is one of the great he he was named he was called the Prince of Preachers, one of the greatest preachers that ever lived, had the first mega church, twelve thousand members back in like eighteen sixty four. Crazy, crazy. But Charles Spurgeon was like, I'm gonna smoke my 
sick are and give God glory, right? Uh, but but here's the problem. I don't have a problem with that. But the day and age that we live in, if you tell a young man that, that he can uh, uh, smoke a cigar, then he gonna say, "Well, I don't really like cigars, but you know, but, you know, I, I might want to go roll me one. You know, I might want to go smoke me a blunt. You know, I, I you know, I might want to, you know." So it leads to other things. So now we're we're stepping over to when your spiritual liberties becomes a stumbling block for someone else, then. It's a problem. Now it becomes a sin. That's just like I was talking to a pastor, and, and they were very upset with me. I put on the side. They were, they were talking over the pulpit about masturbation. But, uh, I personally believe that masturbation falls under the, um, you know, um, there's some, the Bible doesn't name masturbation, but it does uh, call out uh, sexual sins. It calls out sexual sins. Some people say it falls under that. You know, I'm, I'm not, that's, listen, I'm not getting into that with you this morning, all right? Um, but, but my point, though, this is my concern. I have a heart for the sheep of God. And so when a pastor gets up in the congregation over at the pulpit and starts talking about masturbating and, and talking about, you know, taking care of yourself and all that kind of stuff, I have a problem with that. If that's something that you do on your own, absolutely, hey, that's between you and God. But now when you get up in the pulpit, it, it becomes a different problem because, there, again, there's somebody, your spiritual liberty is causing a stumbling block to somebody else because there may be a young man or a young woman, or, and I'm not saying young, there may be a man or a woman that may believe it's like, well, shoot, shucks, forget that. If I can, if he's telling me that I can masturbate, then I might as well just go on and, and have sex. I might as well just go on and get me some. Now your spiritual liberty has caused a stumbling block for somebody else. So we've got to be careful. This is, this is what I'm saying. So no, it may not be a sin in terms of did God say it was wrong, but, but it's causing, it's creating error. It's causing someone to miss the mark. These things, this is the first thing that hinders us if it hinders our it hinders our prayers, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That is hindrance to prayers number one. All right? Um, so I really went too long on that. I didn't even mean to get on that. I meant to be praying about now. Uh, but we, we talked about sin being the first hindrance. We talked about uh, fear. We talked about guilt uh, being the, the uh, a hindrance and <laughs> We talked about being inferior, inferiority uh, being a, a hindrance, and really that's kind of where we landed. Uh, but there's a couple of other things that I want to just share with you real quick so we can pray. Uh, having doubt, doubt, uh, having doubt in your heart. Doubt uh, breeds um, uh, hindrances to our prayers. Um, the Bible says this. The Bible says that if any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man, that man, what man? The man who doubts, the man who doubts should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, he is a double-minded and unstable in all that he does. And so what does this look like in, in prayer? God answers when we pray. 
when we pray, why is it that God answered some of my prayers, but God didn't answer Why did God answer that prayer, but God didn't answer this prayer? Why is it that, you know, I prayed this time and God seemed like, boom, he hurt me right away. And then other times it's like nothing's happened or it happened, but it took a long time. When we pray, what's really happening is, I'm I'm trying to figure out the best way to to, to say this, Thank you, Holy Spirit. The more convicted you are of a thing that you pray for, the more conviction you have when you pray for something, the more conviction, the more convicted of the need you have, the more convicted of the answered prayer you have. It is the conviction of your prayer that moves God. I'll prove it to you. I'll prove you have known, you have been in the position in your life when you wanted, you needed something and you just prayed and you just kind of like just said a little prayer and it was just nothing. But then there's been a time where you prayed and it, it, it wasn't a, a, a forceful prayer. It wasn't a, you know, a strong prayer, but you were deeply convicted about this. You were deeply convicted that you needed God to move. You were deeply convicted that you needed an answer. You were deeply convicted that this was something that had to happen in your life and you pray and boom, just like that God answered. God is responding to our conviction in prayer. And so this is why you cannot doubt, because if you doubt, doubt is the opposite of conviction. So the Bible says that when you doubt, Don't think that you're going to ever get anything because God isn't responding to doubt. God is responding to faith. He's responding to conviction. And the reason why I'm saying conviction, you can interchange faith and conviction if you want to, Uh, but the reason why I'm saying conviction is because it's giving you a stronger image of how you've got to be. This is something I know I need. This is something that has to be done. The Bible says that um, if you if you doubt, don't think that you're going to receive anything from the Lord. That's in James chapter one. So so when you go to God in prayer, you must go with the spirit of conviction. Excuse me, convicted convicted in your spirit that God is going to hear you, and then having the wrong motive, you know, asking God, asking God. Um, the Bible says that when you ask. In James chapter four verse three, um, when we when we pray with the wrong motives, your prayers will be hindered. That's just flat out. When you ask, you do not receive. This is in um, uh, James chapter four. Chapter James four and three says, when you ask, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. That is in James chapter 4, verse 3. You ask with the wrong motives. Uh, the, the King James Version says you ask amiss, but, but, but the, the English translation says you're asking with the wrong motive, all right? And so, so, you know, what are your motives for praying? You know, are you asking God for something just so that you can promote your own ego or your own selfish gain? Or are you asking God to fulfill his word? so that his kingdom would come on earth. This is why we pray that kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray so that God 
can get the glory out of our lives. We pray so that men may see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. This is why we pray. The Bible says that God knows what we have of, what we need before we even ask him. All right? And then the last thing that I want to uh, uh, point out, you know, bitterness. Having bitterness. Bitterness is our, bitterness in our heart when we pray. Uh, bitterness is dangerous. You know, people, every time I hear somebody say, I'm not bitter, I'm better, I know they're bitter. <laughs> every time somebody say, I'm not bitter, I'm better, no. As soon as I, as soon as I hear that, I say, uh-oh, watch out. Here we go. Bitterness is dangerous, especially when it comes to prayer, because bitterness, write this down, bitterness is often an indication of hidden hatred. When you're bitter about something, when you're bitter towards someone, when someone is bitter towards you and you're like, well, why is she, why is she still acting like that about me? Why is she, why is she like that? I had somebody um, a couple of years ago, I mentioned to a friend of mine how someone was just being, they were so, so mean-spirited to me, and I didn't say nothing. I was hurt by it. I was hurt by it. They were so mean-spirited to me. And um, I shared it with a friend of mine, and she shared. She went back and shared it with the person. I didn't mind. I, I really, I really didn't mind. I didn't even hold it against her. Um, and uh, she wanted to talk about it, so I just said it. I said, you know, you just seem like you hate me. You just, I don't, I don't know, you know, what I have could have done to you. And uh, I said, you just have a disdain for me, you know. And she admitted it. She said, I do. I, I, I do. I do have a disdain for you. She said, uh, and she just went on and, and, and said, and, and so it, her actions were showing me that she had a hidden hatred is what I'm trying to say. There was a hidden hatred in her heart. And so uh, bitterness means that you're holding on to something against someone and not releasing that person through forgiveness. Let me say that again because I think that just helps somebody. When you're bitter, what does bitterness mean? And you can take this for you, for somebody else, or I was going to say if you know somebody else for you, but don't worry about them. Just pray for them. Let's work on ourselves. The only person we can work on is ourselves. Bitterness means that you are holding on to something against someone and not releasing that person through forgiveness. If someone has done something to you, if someone has been mean to you, if someone has been mean-spirited to you, if someone has been unkind to you, you've got to release them through forgiveness. Otherwise, bitterness will set in. Bitterness goes down to our heart. It, it, it goes to the very source of our lives. It goes to it go, our hearts. It's the source of our lives, and it will dry up your heart. Nothing will be able to come in and come out. And it's not worth it, y'all. It's, it's not worth it. Unforgiveness will also uh, hinder our prayer. Uh, Jesus said that when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. When you stand praying, if you hold anything, write that down, Mark 11 and 25. Mark 11 and 25. When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. 
we've got to, when we go into prayer, before we go praying, that's why those of you that's been praying with me for a long time, you know that we have a pattern of prayer. I don't just jump in and start decreeing and declaring and, and asking God to do this. No, child, we got to, yeah, we got to clean, it, clean up some stuff first. We got to talk about, we got to forgive ourselves and, and forgive other people, and, 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 and we've got to get our hearts clean. Come on. We got to get some things together when we go into God and when we go praying, because I know that God is not answering my prayers if I come to him with bitterness and unforgiveness and strife and all of these things in my heart. I need God to answer my prayer. And another thing, um, you know, broken relationships, broken family relationships, um, will cause us to have hindrance in, in our hearts. Husbands, in the same way, be considered as you live your love, live your love your wives and treat them with respect as the worker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Nothing will hinder your prayers. That is First Peter three and seven. That's First Peter 3 and 7. You want to write that down. So Peter is saying, husbands, you know, live with your wives with understanding and don't let there be any animosity between you and your wife because if there's any animosity between you and your family members, then your prayers will not be answered. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. And there's some other things. Maybe we'll pick these up on Thursday. But I, I, I want to pray, but, but I want you to, you know, ask yourself, you know, is there anything in my life that's keeping me from having a clear conscience and unbroken fellowship with the Lord? Is there anything in my life that's, 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 that's hindering me from having answered prayer? Have I confessed my sins to God? and asked him to forgive me. Things that, that, that you know God has said is a sin for you. Don't worry about whether it's a sin for somebody else. You know God told you not to do it. Well, they doing it, but he ain't worried. He's talking about you, what you're supposed to do. Have, have you accepted God's forgiveness, or are you still holding on to your own past and guilt? You know, sometimes it's not forgiveness about other people. You won't, you won't let your own self go. Free yourself. It happened. You, you, you learn from it, and now you move on. Don't hold yourself hostage to how you used to be, all right? And so we're getting ready to pray this morning. And then the last thing I want to make sure is that, you're not, that you check your heart before we pray. I want you to check your heart to see if you're harboring any bitterness or unforgiveness against anyone or against God. Sometimes things happen in our lives and we hold God accountable. We hold God responsible for those things. And now you have gotten bitterness and you've got envy in your heart against God. Do you need to forgive God? Do you need to just let it go and understand that he is sovereign? But he's not down here telling people what to do and making all of the decisions for everyone. Some things just happen. I told you this. Some things happen because of the decisions we make. Some things happen uh, because of the enemy. And some things happen just because we are in a fallen world. It does not mean that God did that. God is a good God. All right? So I want you to just begin to draw your minds in. Come on, draw your minds in.
and we're getting ready to pray to the Lord this morning. And I don't know what you have before the Lord this morning, but I want you to have a pray in the spirit of conviction. Hallelujah. That God is hearing your every prayer. That God is answering your prayer. Your thoughts, if you realize how powerful you are, if you realize how powerful you are, beloved, that the thoughts that you think constantly throughout the day, you are constantly in prayer to God. Constantly. As you think throughout the day, you have had a thought that you, you, you just thought something and then an answer just came back to you and you and, and, and you couldn't believe that how fast that answer came. That was prayer. You were praying. God is in our spirit. There's no thought. I, I don't have time to repeat. I got to go. I got to go. I'm, I am telling you that the way you are praying continuously is through your thoughts. As you direct your thoughts to the spirit of God that is within you, God is responding to the very thing, the thoughts that you think. Yes, he is. I'm telling you. This is why you can't let evil thoughts permeate your mind. This is why you can't allow thoughts of fear and, and, and thoughts of doubt and, and, and all these and thoughts of sickness and thoughts of disease because the thing that you are convicted of the most is the thing that will manifest in your life. Are you hearing me? And so this is why you got to guard your thoughts. You got to guard your mind because every thought that you think it is a prayer to God because he hears our prayers. You don't have to open up your mouth to pray. God knows the thoughts of your heart and the thoughts of your heart become prayers to God. And whatever you are convicted about the most is that which will he will give unto you because he will give you the desires of your heart. And so some of us are operating in fear the wrong way. Fear the wrong way. It's, 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 we're operating in faith. I'm sorry. We're operating in faith the wrong way. Faith the wrong way. Faith in reverse is fear. That's why Job said that the thing that I feared the most came upon me. He never prayed out loud that the, those things would happen to his children, but it was in his heart. It was a prayer of fear in his heart, and the thing that was in his heart came upon him. It manifested. Why? Because God is answering us those things that are in our heart, those things that we are most convicted about. And so you got to, this is why the, the Bible tells us we are pray without ceasing. You're always praying, whether you know it or not, whether you realize it or not. You're always praying because God, God's ears are never not tuned to you. He is never not with you. God is never not there. He is never not within you. He is, he, he is everything, every thought that you think. So that's why when a thought comes to your mind, when a thought comes to your mind, you know, if, if, if it's, if it's anti-God, if it's anti-Christ, if it's anti-prosperity, if it's anti-health, if it's anti-blessing, if it's anti-progress uh, uh, to your business, you don't hold it. You, you, you see that it's there, but you don't accept it. You don't agree with it. You don't choose it. Thoughts are coming to you every day. 
Your, your job is to observe the thought and decide whether or not you're going to, to, to hold on to it or you're going to let it go. But those things that you hold on to are those things that you become convicted about. And the thoughts that become convictions become prayer. They become prayers. They become answered prayers to you. And so we're changing, we're changing our thoughts. We're, 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 we are being mindful of the things, that the thoughts that we allow to land within us. You got to tell it, you can't stay here. Thoughts of perversion, you can't stay here. Thoughts of lack, you can't stay here. Thoughts of jealousy, you can't stay here. Thoughts of envy, you can't stay here. Because I don't want that manifesting in my life. Thoughts of sickness, you can't stay here. Thoughts of disease, you can't stay here. All these things in my heart, they cannot stay. They got to go because God is answering every prayer that I pray. So, Father, we thank you this morning. And we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. And we bless thy name for blessing us. We come to you this morning thanking you and praising you for who you are. We thank you this morning that you are self-existent. We thank you this morning that before time was, you were. I bless you this morning because I know that in you, by you, and through you do all things exist. I thank you that you are in us, and we thank you this morning that it is in you that we live and that we move and that we have our very being. Father, this morning we come asking and confessing our sins to you. We come confessing our sins, sins in our hearts, sins, hindrances in our hearts, Father, sins, Father, of of fear and lack and doubt and jealousy and envy and bitterness and strife and things that we don't even know to, to confess. There's sins in our hearts that we don't even know are there, but you know. Father, this morning, before we ask you for anything, we come asking, Lord, that you would forgive us of our trespasses and our sins. We thank you for cleansing us. We thank you for purifying us. We thank you for sanctifying us. We thank you this morning for your word. Your word is truth. We thank you, hallelujah, for giving us your word. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus for every man and woman that is under the sound of my voice. I pray, Father, that whatever their secret request is, whatever their secret petition that they have before you this morning, I pray, God, that you would answer them and that you would answer them right early. I pray, Father, for those, God, that are dealing with issues with their children and issues with their family members and issues with their spouses. I pray, Father, for peace in our homes, Father, peace. Father, I pray for family, for mothers and fathers and mothers and daughters, relationships and relationships with daughters and, 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 and fathers, Father. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus for relationships to be healed and to be made whole. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that your people would come to know you, that they would come to know you in a way that it, that is so intimate and that is so real, Father, that they would realize, God, that, that you are not uh, far from us, but that you are here, right here within us, your spirit is within us, hearing and answering our every prayer. We decree and declare that this day and every day for the rest of our lives shall be a day of blessing. Father, I 
speak and I pray concerning anxiety. I pray, Father, concerning uh, depression. And I understand, Father, that these are real issues. But once we come into the truth of who you are, that all things are working together for our good, that you are good and that you are love and that you are holy and that you are righteous and that there is nothing that we need to worry about. Father, I understand and I know that the depression and the anxiety cannot stand where the truth is, where the truth is about who we are, where the truth is about who you are. Anxiety and depression, it cannot stand. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for the spirit of illumination. I pray, God, that you would illuminate our hearts, that you would illuminate our minds with the truth of who you are. God, because the word tells us that he who the Son sets free will be free indeed. You told us that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So, Father, I pray this morning for truth. I pray, God, that, uh, that truth would allow us to see you for who you really are. That truth would allow us to see that we have no need to be worried. We have no need to be worried about any circumstance or any situation. Hallelujah. We have no need to worry. We have no need to doubt. We have no need to fear because all is well. So, Father, we decree and declare this morning over our lives that all is well. Father, we decree and declare this morning over our businesses that all is well. We decree and declare over our ministries that all is well, over our careers, over our enterprises, over our homes. We decree and declare all is well over our emotions and all over our body. Lay your hands on yourself right now and declare all is well. My mind is well. Come on, pray. Pray for yourself. Lay hands on yourself. Lay hands on yourself right now. Put your hands on your forehead and pray over your own self. All is well. All is well in my mind. All is well in my body. Come on. All is well in my nervous system. Come on. All is well. All is well in my organs. All is well in my soul. Come on, Zion, and pray for yourself. Father, we thank you this morning that all is well. Hallelujah. The enemy wants us to look at the circumstances, but we're not looking at our circumstances, and we're not looking at our conditions, and we're not looking at our bodies, and we're not looking at our health, but we are looking to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Because in, in you, Lord, there is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. Help us to live in you. Help us to walk in you. Hallelujah. Help us to trust in you. Hallelujah. Help us to keep our eyes on you. Hallelujah. Jesus, when he walked the earth, he was one with you. And because he was one with you, he was able able to do the miraculous. So, Father, this morning, we want to be one with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want there to be no separation from you and us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As Jesus prayed, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. So, Father, this morning, we want to be one with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to be one with your will and one with your way. We want to be one with you, one with you, one with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Allow your word to come alive to us. In the name of Jesus, give us wisdom and revelation, insight and understanding. And now, Father, we pray this morning, God, as we go throughout the remaining of this day, we pray, God, that our minds would be stayed on you. Hallelujah to God. We decree and declare today total victory. We say total victory, total victory, total victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're letting it go. We're letting it go. We're letting go every sin. Hallelujah. Every doubt. Hallelujah. We're letting it go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're letting go sadness. We're letting it go. We're not holding on to sadness, but we're letting it go. Hallelujah. 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 I pray this morning in the name of Jesus uh, for unexpected good calls today. We want good phone calls. Uh, we want good news today, Father. Somebody say good news today. Come on, everybody, open your mouth and say good news today. So, Father, we thank you, God, for good news today. We thank you for phone calls that are coming. Uh, we thank you for good news today uh, in the name of Jesus. We thank you that as phone calls are coming to us, we thank you for good news. Uh, we we thank you that the answer that is coming is going to be yes. I thank you, Lord God, for the one that's been applying for different things. We thank you this morning, hallelujah, that the answer is coming back yesterday. We thank you for the, the new buildings, the, the, the contracts with the buildings. We thank you, oh God, with the new clients and the new clientele. We thank you for new doors and open uh, 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 open doors and unexpected doors to be open. Today is a day of good. I feel it in my spirit, and if you can get convicted by it, come on, somebody's going to receive good news. It may not come to you today, but it's coming to somebody. Come on, decree and declare good news. Today may be your day for good news. Somebody say, Lord, I need some good news today. Come on. Somebody say, Lord, I need some good news today. Hallelujah. Lord, I need some good news today. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we thank you today for good news. We don't want no bad news today. We don't want no sad news today. Hallelujah. Today is a day of good news, and we thank you for it, and we praise you in advance for it, and we receive it as it's done. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Be with us, Lord. Bless our children. Protect them and keep them. Watch them. Watch over them, Lord. Take them to school safely. Bring them back home safely. We, we pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart, that they will be forever acceptable in our sight. Oh, my God, our, our Lord our strength, and our redeemer. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. My phone just been going off, been blowing up. Oh, my God. Somebody, look at this. Somebody just texted me and said, Mama, I just got some good news. Congratulations again. Hallelujah just came. Somebody just got some good news in my phone. I can't even say who it is. Oh, my God. Somebody just got some good news. Thank you, G. I'm telling you, I was praying it, and it was coming through my phone. Somebody said, Mama, I just got some good news. Good news is on your way, on the way. Hallelujah. She said, Mama, I have some good news to share with you. Hallelujah. 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 I'm telling you. I wish I could call her right now. Hallelujah to God. God is doing it. Good news is on the way. Good news is on the way. Somebody say, I receive it for myself. I receive it for myself. Good news. 
hallelujah, is on the way. Receive it and go with Jesus. We are that we are being, we're praying tonight. We've got Bible study tonight at seven o'clock, and we are fasting tomorrow uh, until four o'clock. Remember, keep this prayer on your heart. Decree and declare over your life that good news is following me and shall find me today. Somebody shout today. All right, I love you all with the love of the Lord. Walk with Jesus today. God bless you. Shalom. Bye-bye.